standing by, 3rd District Congressman Jim Banks. Congressman Banks, good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Pat, good to be with you. Where are you? I am in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay, so that's where you landed. So <laughs> you, you I had a rough travel day. I'm out, out uh, raising money for the Senate campaign and up here uh, doing a little bit of that today. I'm, I'm going to tour the Gerald Ford Presidential Museum uh, tomorrow morning, so I'm looking forward to that. That's well. that's a beautiful place, by the way, the Gerald Ford Museum. Very, very nice. Um, so um, did you catch much of the debate last night? You know, I didn't watch all of it. I caught most of it, and I watched most of, most importantly to me, I watched most of the Tucker Carlson interview with Donald Trump, which I thought was outstanding, um, frankly, much more substantive than than the uh, the Fox News debate, in my opinion. Yeah, well, uh, well, one of the things is when it's just you and Tucker, you can get more of your thoughts in as opposed to seven other people trying to go, no, no, it's my equal time, let me in. You know, I, I get so tired of that nonsense. Not, not that you've uh, ever had that in debates before. Uh, but I'm just... Right. <laughs> but look, Pat, I know most of these candidates. I know most of them. I respect, um, I respect all of them to some degree or another, but I thought Vivek... Ramaswamy, um, Donald Trump won the overall won the night, but Vivek won the secondary debate that occurred last night. He's, to me, he stood out because he understands the moment that we're in. This is America is at a crisis point. Either we're going to fight to save it, uh, or we're going to roll over and go along to get along with uh, Democrats who are who are destroying this country. We can't do that anymore. So to me, Vivek stood out in a big way. Uh, we've talked about him on the program before. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his background. I've gotten to know him through my work on the anti-woke caucus, and I uh, thought he provided a lot of substance last night. I just thought he he stood out in a big way and and uh, won the debate. We will hear a little bit from Ramaswamy uh, in the next segment of the program, everybody, because we're going through last night, uh, Congressman, playing about a minute, minute and a half of each one of the people from the debate. And we're doing it alphabetically. I'm trying to be beyond fair. And so uh, we just finished uh, with Asa Hutchinson. So coming up will be Mike Pence and then uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, let me let me ask you this: um, the one the one thing that I thought was a little curious last night, and it didn't come from the stage; it came from the Fox News personnel that were asking the questions, and they put the question to the stage. Um, do you think the time has come? to basically not hold Mike Pence to blame anymore for what happened on January the 6th. Did, did he follow the Constitution? And everybody on the stage said, yes, he did, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought somebody, Chris Christie or somebody, would kick something up, but they didn't, where I think that's good. And people say, well, that really helps Pence. I think it helps Trump, too, because it takes that whole mess of January the 6th and whether Pence could have stopped it, and it pulls it off the table, I think that clears things up a little bit. I, I think so too, Pat. I mean, I, um, I, my, my criticisms with any criticisms that I would have with Mike Pence aren't about what happened that day. Um, it's understanding that the Democrats are destroying our country, and I want a fighter who's going to fight tooth and nail uh, to stop them from doing it. And that what 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 he did on January sixth, what happened on January sixth, which you know I was there for it. It was a dark day in American history. Uh, but it's it's the it's what the what how we're going to stop the Democrats, how we're going to dismantle the administrative state, the deep state in Washington D.C. to stop them from 
destroying the greatest country in the history of the world. That that's what matters most. So, you know, I I I, I took that exchange, and as I've seen this play out so many times over the last two and a half years over January 6th and what should have happened that day, what might have happened that day, what could have happened that day. Those are sort of, to me, those are manufactured uh, uh, political disagreements. Um, you know, I, at, at this point, I support Donald Trump because I believe he's the, he's the best fighter that we've got to take on the radical left. And uh, that, that's why I support him. I endorsed him. I'm proud to have his endorsement for my campaign for the United States Senate. But I thought Vivek stood out. Vivek was the only one on the stage who said something that's very important to me. He's the only one on that stage last night who said, no more money for Ukraine until we focus on our own border yep. first. Yep. And I, I, what I don't understand is the disconnect from every single one of those other candidates, except for Vivek, who are so disconnected from the reality of what the voters care about, which is America first and securing America's borders, stopping fentanyl from flooding into our country, killing Americans, the open border, uh, more more illegals coming into our country than the entire population of the state of Indiana. And Vivek is the only one that seemed to get that last night, that, that we had to focus on that before we can focus on the rest of the world. And I thought I thought some of those exchanges were, were so much more important. Yeah, I, I guess if I have a hesitation on that, and it's one of the things that um, that Nikki Haley brought up a bit, and that is... Uh, and Mike Pence brought it up a couple of weeks ago, but it's like we can do both. You know, we can chew gum and walk. Um, yes, but we're uh, not. No, but that doesn't mean that if we stop doing one, we can automatically do the other. Uh, my my yeah, position right. on that, and this is just me, uh, but my position on that is: if you stop helping Ukraine and you believe they need to be helped, if you think, and, and this is where it comes to a decision, I don't have the answer to. If you think the dollars and cents, you say. No more money, Ukraine, because it will not help them in their fight against Russia. That's one thing. But if, in fact, you pull funding away from Ukraine and it opens up the whole idea that Russia can then just roll right in because we're not sending in any more help to help them right now. And then, as Nikki Haley says, if that makes it to where it looks like China can then go over and, and suck up Taiwan, uh, you know, does that not, in effect, mess up the United States and our security from other people around the world. Yeah, I, I mean, my, my only counter uh, to that, Pat, would be that we've given Ukraine over $100 billion already. And we've left our own border unsecured. We have domestic issues that need to be taken care of, like inflation through the roof and um, you know our, our, our economy, gas prices. I mean, the, all the issues that we're dealing with at home on top of the fentanyl epidemic. I just don't think we I don't think we are doing both. And that that's why I think that's why I often say no more, no more money for Ukraine until we secure our own border first to get the attention of Joe Biden and even many in the establishment of the Republican Party who who are more focused on what's going on over there than they are focused on what's going on at home. And I thought Vivek made this point too. I mean, if America is the the open checkbook for Ukraine or really anywhere else in the world, what where is where is the rest of Europe? Why why isn't Europe doing their part? I mean, this is on their doorstep. That so, That is one of the I things that I have against, like, some of our NATO allies. You guys really need to be stepping up to the plate here because you're not, and you need to be doing that. Uh, you need to get a handle on that and get that done. Um, with with the thing with Joe Biden, something happened this week that I'm gonna, I don't know what it did to you. It made my blood run cold. I cannot believe 
that not only is he not putting out a program to get back to building that wall, but they're taking the wall materials that have been laying there waiting to be put up, and he's selling them off to somewhere else. That is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I've I've gotten, as you can imagine, a flood of phone calls probably from your listeners, Wobo listeners, um, who are just uh, who are outraged and rightly so by this. I mean, uh, it, it, the 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 Biden border policies to begin with, if, you know, they're they're bad enough, but then for him to do this, um, it's just it, it makes my blood boil as well, Pat. And it's one of the reasons I think we one of many reasons that we need to impeach this guy. He's the the most corrupt president in American history, but he's also completely ignoring the rule of law when it comes to securing our southern border, and, and uh, this, is, this is evidence of that. So I, I hope when we get back from this August recess, as Speaker McCarthy has been talking about an impeachment inquiry, I'm ready to go the full way. I'm, 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 re- I'm going to vote for impeachment as soon as I get the chance to do that. But I hope we, we begin that process because we can never let another president think that they can ever get away with what Joe Biden has gotten away with in the White House. Well, and you and I have had some discussions. I'm not huge on jumping to impeachment right away, but I think that, that with him, I think that it's gone about as far as you can let it go without it. And some say, and I've said it in the past, well, yeah, but if we do that, then we'll end up with with you know with the, the vice president as the new president. That's fine. She can't win an election either. Yeah, but I, I want the trial in the Senate. I want the House to impeach him. So that we can have a trial in the Senate that I know that I know the Democrats are going to I know they're not going to remove him from the from office. But I want the American people to sit through a very public trial of the and hear the facts about the corruption of the Biden family. The American people deserve to hear it. The media has covered up for it. Big tech has censored all of these stories so many times in the past. This is the most transparent way for the American people to hear about the unbelievable and gross um, uh, examples of corruption that they've gotten away with for way too long. And, and that's, again, that's what's going to, we, we can never let the next president or the president 20 years from now look back and say, well, Joe Biden got away with that. I can get away with it too. Yeah. I, I think that's why it's so important. No, it is important. If, if you let precedents like that continue, then precedents always lead to the next one, except the next one is always worse. Uh, very glad to have you, sir, as you call us from Michigan. Don't let the blue and the, the maze get a hold of you up there. You know, keep yourself, you know, uh, IU and Purdue down here. Uh, but, but we've got uh, third district Congressman Jim Banks up there. Congressman, as always, we appreciate your time, sir. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Pat. Have a good day. Podcasts by Federated Media.